Today we celebrate the feast of Mary, the mother of God. She is the mother of God, and this is a truth of our faith. The Council of Ephesus in the year 431 determined not only could we call Mary the mother of God, but that every Christian must call Mary the mother of God. In understanding this truth about our Blessed Mother, we actually come to know more about Jesus Christ. There's this pattern. Every time we talk about Mary, the real discussion is about who is Jesus Christ. And so Mary is the mother of the person of Jesus Christ, who is God. And while she was not the source of his divinity, she was the source of his humanity. And this is something that's really important for us as Christians. Jesus Christ was fully human because his mother gave him his humanity. He's fully God because of his divine nature given to him by his Father. Fully human because of that human nature. And through the person of the divine Son, this union of humanity and divinity gives each and every one of us a way forward the way, the truth, and the life. Mary and Joseph were charged by the angel to name their son, and they gave him the name Jesus. This feast for many centuries, before it became the feast of Mary, the mother of God, was the feast of the holy name of Jesus, which we now celebrate on January 3rd. But we see this heritage over the many years in our readings. The name of God was what brought blessings upon the people of Israel. And we hear this, this, this ancient blessing in the first reading from the book of Numbers today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. In the Hebrew texts of this reading, it's not the Lord, but actually the divine name of God, those four letters, Y-H-W-H, with the vowels in there. In revealing his name to Moses on Sinai and its meaning to all of us through him, God revealed to us he is the one true God, the one who actually exists, because his name means I am I am. His name confers blessing on those who follow him. The Hebrew people believed that when you invoked a person's name, it made them mystically present with you, which meant that whenever you invoked God's name, he was made present among you. And if you look throughout scriptures, God seems to corroborate that belief of his children. And so because of this great power that the name of our God has, we still show it great respect even today. It's not just the Jewish peoples who do not pronounce God's holy name. Even us Catholics, in respect for our brothers and sisters, do not do so. But when God became incarnate, he took on another name, the name by which all the world is now blessed, the name by which our God becomes mystically present, where two or three are gathered in his name. He was given that name 2,000 years ago, eight days after he was born. 
the name Jesus, which we celebrate in the gospel today. In fact, because of the greatness of this name, it's still considered good practice to bow your head at the name of Jesus. Because formerly when you heard the divine name, people would literally fall prostrate on the ground. Jesus' name is the source of blessing for all the earth and the source of salvation for all who follow him. Today in St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, we hear that our God, Jesus Christ, sent his spirit into our hearts so that we would no longer be slaves to this world and to sin. Because we who have been baptized have mystically passed through death to this world into new life in Jesus Christ. We participated in Calvary at our baptisms and we participated at the resurrection at the same time. And in doing so, we casted off the shackles of this earth and were made sons and daughters of God. We've been made heirs to the kingdom of God. And we've had the name Jesus Christ written on our souls. As children and heirs of this great kingdom of God, we are called to bear witness to the good news of salvation that is offered through Jesus Christ. The psalm today cries out, May your way be known upon earth, among all nations your salvation. And at the conclusion of St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus himself teaches us to do the same thing, to go to all the ends of the earth, to teach and to baptize everyone who will let you. We as Christians have been sent on a mission to bear witness to Jesus Christ. On this mission, we may not save everyone. There may be moments when it doesn't seem like we make much progress. But just because our mission seems unsuccessful, that's never a reason to lose hope. Monsignor Lorenzo Albacetti has this great book. It's a collection of his talks. He writes in there, that is why we are not discouraged no matter what the situations in which we find ourselves. Our task is not to build a future. It is to give witness, to plant the seeds of a future that is already present in Christ, that is being built by the power of his presence. By bearing witness, we plant those seeds and we give people a place to grow in knowing and loving Jesus Christ. And that's why it's important that we express our identity as belonging to Christ in every circumstance of our life, to categorically reject the limitation of the consequences of this identity to our private and inner sphere. In English, that means we live our faith on the outside and on the inside. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, let us begin this new year as Catholics before all else. Let us reject the notion that our faith is merely some interior and private matter. Let us proclaim the good news of the gospel of salvation of Jesus Christ, through whom we find blessings for all peoples on earth. And in this new year, let us give thanks to Mary for allowing the Father to give her the gift of being the mother of God. And let us all join her in saying every day of our lives, fiat, let it be done according to your will.